Hello everyone and welcome to a, another fun episode of Kill the Cast. I am Jerry and joined with me of course is Jay. Be kind, rewind. Oh, I see what you did there. And uh, of uh, course we also have the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Woohoo! All right, two things you hear in a rental store. And uh, that's going to be the topic of conversation today. But before we get into that, Jay, how you been? I've been pretty good. Had one really awesome thing happen to me since our last episode. Uh, and as some of you may have read on our Facebook, you may realize that we tried to record an episode earlier this month, uh, like three times, and it kept not working out. So we gave up because of the devil. Um, but yeah, it was cur- the was... subject matter was cursed. <laughs> I was able to track down a retail copy of the Friday the 13th Blu-ray box set as every movie to date that has Jason in it. Uh, and so I'm pretty happy about that because it's out of print. People are reselling it for like three to $400 online, depending on its condition. Uh, Best Buys have them. They are $100 if you can find them. I made a little YouTube video, so head on over to our YouTube channel. It shows you what's inside, and there's also the skew and kind of how to go about it in uh, in the description there. Woohoo! Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. He hooked me up with the uh, digital code for my birthday, and uh, I've I've two of the movies that I'll talk about on my Halloween list. Uh, I've watched from that. Um, Kenneth, what have you been up to? Um, two kids' birthday parties back to back. Uh, working, uh, binge listening to the Skeleton Crew podcast, and uh, that's that's just about it. And trying to get in what horror movies I can when I can. Gotcha. I uh, I went to a concert. I went and saw a uh, a nerdcore hip hop show, and it was uh, Mega Ran, MC Lars, and MC Chris, and uh, it was pretty good. I got a. Uh, Stranger Things uh, random shirt that says random things and it has like an 8-bit version of his face. I got a MC Chris uh, Tussin shirt. I got two MC Chris vinyls. I uh, I actually spent a lot of the show hanging out with MC Lars um, bullshitting and talking about, that. about nerdcore uh, history with him. And I uh, I actually got a quote from MC Chris. I, got a, I asked him what his favorite horror movie is. And... Uh, I get. I will drop that in the show for this one, so there will be a small uh, interview with MC. It's like a one question interview with MC Chris about what his favorite horror movie is, but he he gave a really, really fun answer. Um, <laughs> I'm here with MC Chris. MC Chris, what is your favorite horror movie? Um, I I think the scariest movie is like Cape Fear with Robert De Niro, but it, like from terms of like horror, I think that Omen was one of the first movies that like really scared the crap out of me. And I confused it with Harold and Maude. I thought that it all took place in the same mansion. I was like, this is the most fucked up family that I've ever seen in my life. This kid's always killing himself, and then he's got this little brother who's always, like, killing everybody else. It's like, it was it terrified the crap out of me when I was little. Thank you, man. From the dead to the ghost to fighting Freddy Krueger now, we thank you. You're welcome. Um, on this coming up week, on Thursday, I'm going to the Rift Tracks Live of Carnival of Souls. So oh, if, fun. if you go nice. and see that in theaters, look in the audience because you will actually see me in the audience because I'm going to the live recording of it. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, I went to the Mothra one and I was so excited because we were on camera 
and only to find out that, uh, well, they don't have the rights to put the Mothra one on DVD like they do with some of the other ones. Ah, uh, that sucks. I wanted the DVD of it so bad. But, well, uh, you get me uh, Mike's autograph, or we're not friends anymore. You know what? They actually did not, for the Mothra one, they didn't stick around after or beforehand, nothing to do autographs. We're going. You to... got to do what I did with Tom Savini and rush the fucking stage before no one's looking and yeah. demand the autograph stuff but that's for the, you. They like show up like as soon as they <laughs> show sign up, my shit now, motherfucker. Yeah. As soon as they show up, they start going like it. Like they don't come up beforehand, early, nothing. They show up and start, and then they finish and leave and get off the fucking stage. Like I'm, I, we're bringing a copy of. Uh, there's a version of a colorized version of Carnival of Souls on DVD. That's the actual Mike Nelson version where he does an audio commentary track for it. And we found a copy of it. We're taking it up there and we're going to hope we can get him to sign it. Um, but I'm, I'm not very hopeful that we'll get him to sign it. Ah, well, good luck. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's all I got. That's, that's all I've, I've done. It was my birthday week, but um, I uh, been mostly just that nerdcore show and I'm going to Rift Tracks. Yep, I'm going to go to the same concert, actually, in November. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'll ask MC Lars what his favorite horror movie is. Then we'll have both of them. I actually I actually uh, have Lars's contact information. So hopefully I'll actually hit – I've got to email him. Um, but we're supposed to – He uh, answers his Facebook, like, every single time. Yeah, so – well, he told me to hit him up. He was like – I because I asked him if he wanted to do it, and he was like, yeah, of course. And uh, Random said he wanted to also. Or everyone knows him as Mega Ran now. I'm so used to what his original name was. Uh, Mega Ran said he'd be down to do it too. Um, so I've just got to contact him. And if I don't contact him by the time you get there to see him, you can do it or you can remind them. And Well, uh, if you get on a Skype call with him, you let me know because I'll fucking jump on that shit just to, just to hang out with him. Word. Jump on it. Jump on it. Because I love MC Lars, but that's a different podcast that we need. <laughs> Kill the Nerdcore. I'm down for that. An hour podcast listening to Slobbers and Drool. <laughs> that's my stage time. Alrighty then. Uh, so. <laughs> Thanks again for the awkward silence. Woo! Jay and I uh, did go see a movie. Yes, yes. Oh, so together. Yeah. Well, nope. Just we saw the same movie. You didn't because you don't care. Uh, but we went to go see Fuck Shin Godzilla. <laughs> uh, it was only playing in select theaters. But Jerry is the bigger of the two. But we're both we're both pretty big Godzilla fans. Uh, so we had to go see this new movie. It is a retelling of his origin story. So don't worry if you've never seen one. And if you haven't. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, I wouldn't even call uh, it a retelling, but more of a it is a reboot. Whatever. I don't like it's it, him. It's, it's him showing up for the first time again. I know, but Whatever I just don't feel like it's do. a like. I feel like if it's a retelling, it sticks pretty close to the source material. That's fair. Um, while this is a complete reboot, and this is not the first time they've done this, they they do this a lot. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's it's a reboot. It's really good though. Okay, reboot, whatever, whatever term you want to give it. But it's essentially a political drama wrapped around a Godzilla story, and it works surprisingly well. Like, the political stuff is interesting enough to keep you entertained. The comedy is spaced out well enough that it's not goofy, but it also is 
you know, the jokes are are well-timed. And then when Godzilla's on screen, it's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla in this movie is fucking terrifying. He He's a savage. A nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I had another buddy of mine tell me that it was like, if, you, if you're not used to watching Godzilla movies or something like that, it could actually be scary. Yeah, because what, like... There's a, a scene at night where, obviously, not a spoiler, Godzilla destroys the city. But <laughs> the way it goes about it and the how it happens, like, and the cinematography is just fucking ridiculous. It looks like a nightmare. Oh, yeah. And that final that final wide shot that shows all the destruction in the aftermath is, it's A, gorgeous, and it's B, it's like, fuck. Like, it's more than just little models of buildings exploding while a guy in a rubber suit stamps on them. It's like, shit, that city was fucked up. Those people are dead. They didn't make it out. Yeah, and the other cool thing I really like about this is it's one of the first Godzilla movies uh, since, like, the original 1954 Gojira that does not shy away from human death. Uh, A lot of the Godzilla... Obviously, people die in Godzilla movies... But it's usually just city destruction, and you don't actually see or even realize people are dying. In this one, people fucking die, and you know it. Yeah. And the I do like I since you said good the original Gojira, I like that this movie had both names for him in it. <laughs> They're yeah. like, well, this translates to Gojira, but the Americans call him Godzilla, and I was like, ha, 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 ha. well, wow, actually, they said uh, the, the they're like they were like. Americas are calling it Godzilla, but this is how it would be said in Japanese. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Yeah. And Either way, I, I it was thought still that fucking was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was hilarious, and uh, there it is a, a lot of political drama, and it's not like how a lot of them. There is a political drama, but it's like just purely military based. No, you see like the inner workings of like the standard government, and it has to deal with, and it goes into the UN and America and. China and France and Russia, like, there is, this, like, becomes a worldwide issue that is taken seriously, and honestly, one of the most realistic portrayals of how you would handle this if this actually happened. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. Uh, we might have to do a, a Jane Jerry episode since Kenneth hasn't seen it, or wait until the, uh, the Blu-ray comes out, and then we can all talk about it in, in detail, but... If you have a chance, I think it's out of the theaters now, but if if you get a chance to watch it in any form, give it a watch if you're a big fan of Godzilla because you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think they extended it out to October the 27th. Yeah, they actually added extra shows because it was doing so well. Like, the theater I went to was packed. Uh, mine was not. It had a few couples or groups of people here and there. Uh, actually, cool story that I think about it. So I'm waiting for the movie to start and the, like, the the preview before the previews things where they show commercials and shit is playing. And this family walks in and they've got two little kids with them. Uh, not really sure the ages, probably no older than 10 or 11. Uh, but I'm like, Oh, I bet they don't realize it's subtitled. And then I'm like, they'll probably walk out. And I was, I made a post on Facebook for it. So I was like, how long you want to take bets before this family walks out? Uh, not only did they stay the entire movie, but afterwards in the lobby, I caught up to him. I was like, I think it's awesome that you took your kids to see, 
not only a Godzilla movie, but a subtitled movie. And the guy tells me that his little girl, she's probably, like I said, eight or nine, has been watching Godzilla since she was three, and Mothra's her favorite character. And I was like, that's fucking badass. Good job, parents. <laughs> For real. That is that is me as a kid right there. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's Shin Godzilla. Uh, also, something that we all three have seen, there's a trailer for a new movie that came out, or there's a new trailer for a movie that is coming out called Get Out. I will not this, get out. I will you stay like, right where I'm at. Get out. Get uh, and out. this trailer is one of the first trailers to genuinely creep me out in a very, very long time. Uh, it mirrors a lot of social issues that are going on right now. And it just gave me the chills, and I cannot wait to see it. Uh, Jerry, Kenneth, what'd you guys think of it? This movie is straight up like it looks like it's going to be the Stepford Wives, except for black people. Um, it takes like the whole uh, Stepford Wives, the the guys make their wives into these robots that are perfect, and in this one, it's like these. Uh, white people are turning these black people back into like docile mindless like slaves and basically the okay so the premise of this trailer is uh there's an interracial couple white chick and a black uh black dude and they're he's gonna go meet her parents for the first time and they do and he starts to notice oh there's black people around it's cool and then he starts noticing some really really odd things and then he like takes a picture of one of them because he's, he, like, has these phone calls with his dude from back home. And the dude's like, yo, where you're at, there's a lot of, like, black people missing. You should be careful. And uh, so he takes a picture of it, and the black dude freaks out. And then from there, like, what is looked like just a, like, kind of standard movie, at that point goes crazy. And, like, it is unsettling. And it, it I'm with Jay. I was like, holy shit, this is... This is going to cause waves. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, to be just, uh, to not really get into any major detail, in my opinion, or whatever, of this trailer, it's just fucked up. It, it's one of those that kind of, it's one of the first ones, I'm, I agree with Jay, it's one of the first ones that kind of got under my, got underneath my skin. First so, yeah, there you go. Uh, check out the trailer, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's probably floating around Facebook, too. And then go see the movie when it comes out because it looks like it'll actually be somewhat original in some ways. It's kind of hard in uh, in horror nowadays to be 100% original, but it looks super original. So yeah, and I would suggest seeing it. And it's done by uh, Jordan Peele from Kean Peele, which is also mm. really interesting because those two are creative and funny as shit. So I'm interested. They to see. are creative. I wonder if I didn't, I didn't realize that. Like I saw the name, but I didn't realize it was that peel. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder, I, it doesn't look like it's going to be funny at all. Like besides the, you know, the, the first 30 minutes of the movie before the terror starts happening when people are making jokes, but that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like creative guys like that can probably uh, do both sides of the fence pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make me want to see it unless it's just I didn't even know that. So it's an interesting revelation. But anyway, uh, something else me and Jerry have been doing. Uh, Kenneth has kind of been not doing it as dedicated as us. But, of course, it's October, so we're watching horror movies as much as we can. Kenneth has uh, a life, a child, responsibilities, 
dread, anxiety, heroin addiction, gay porn stash, crippling like, depression, all this stuff yep. that keeps him from living life. Actually, the heroin addiction, that one is not true. But <laughs> <laughs> but the gay porn stash is yeah no ironically man uh, i mean this is this is kind of a downer but uh you know i found out the other day that a friend of mine she uh she passed away from a heroin overdose oh that's terrible i actually yeah, uh sorry up man yeah last year i had a friend who overdosed from heroin uh i think it was last august um he was a good buddy of mine from like when i lived in south carolina like uh like seventh through tenth grade Heroin's terrible, people. Don't do fucking heroin. You're not. Yes. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, you're not. Stick the pot. Yeah. And you're good. Yeah. You're not fucking the lead singer of Rolling Stones. You can't do heroin forever. It doesn't work like that. Nope. But the crazy thing about it is, is it's like down here in the South. I never, you know, there are drugs that are down here that are very predominant. You know, meth being one of the big ones. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because, I mean, people down here, man, I mean, you know, it might as well be breaking bad in the trailer parks around here. You know what I'm saying? But, damn, you don't really hear about heroin down here. And this is like the second person of of my friends that has died within the past year from a heroin overdose. And I'm just like, you know, with me being sober, I guess I don't pay attention to it as much anymore anyway. But, you know, even back in my day when I was, you know, 10 years ago, well, 12 years ago when I fucking was doing drugs, Heroin wasn't a big thing. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when I was doing drug twelve drugs like twelve minutes ago, I wouldn't I wasn't doing heroin. <laughs> I don't understand. Right? I'm eating my peanut butter sandwich, drinking my glass of milk. No heroin. Come no, on, guys. Not any. I mean, because I know I know heroin is a big thing in like California and on the West Coast and stuff. You know, and I know it, and, and I know it's got a big thing. You know, like up around New York and those big cities and whatever. But you know, up until recently, I I haven't heard in in my you know, networks and stuff like that of people that I know. I, I haven't really heard about heroin real big in Georgia until the past couple of years. So it's 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 kind of ironic that I've got, you know, two friends that have died from a heroin overdose. And then there's another person that I know of has been to rehab like four fucking times and backslid like two weeks ago. You know, this is the real horror of the world. And, I and like, people always go, why do you like horror movies? I'm like, because it's way better than the real horror of the world. And in, in, in a horror movie, you know, I don't have someone I know dying from a heroin overdose. It's, you know, some fucking giant alligator just eating fucking fat dudes in the sewers. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's not real. Like, it takes you away from the real horror of the world because i mean nowadays every fucking uh five days uh there's a school shooting or a terrorist attack or fucking a video of me masturbating or like just really terrible things that like you don't want to see yeah like hillary clinton and donald trump on tv yeah like stuff like that so like watching a horror movie to me like is not the same it's for entertainment it it right it takes you out of like the terribleness of the real world but now that we're all fully depressed, uh, yeah, Jay, that's a uh, kill the cast dropping some uh, dropping some life lessons on you. Yeah. So, Jay, <laughs> do you want to run through your movies? Yeah. So, as some of you may know, uh, last year, and this is actually my first year doing it, I saw a bunch of people doing it for the first time. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So last year, me and Jerry were both doing a different horror movie, and we've talked about this on a couple episodes, but a different horror movie. Every day in October, so 31 days, 31 movies. 
Jerry was just watching whatever the hell he wanted. I was challenging myself to watch something I had never seen every day, which got kind of tedious uh, at times, but I was able to do it. This year, Jerry's watching whatever the hell he wants, and I am watching at least half new movies and half uh, movies that I like. So I'll go through my list really quick. I've given them quick out of five uh, ratings. If you check our Facebook, you can see my reviews, little quick paragraph reviews for pretty much every one of them. Uh, I watched the Martyrs remake, and that was super shitty. Two out of five. Uh, it takes out all of the brutality of the original, which just ruins the whole point of the movie. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, 4.5 out of 5, one of my favorites. I watched Mimic for the first time, 3 out of 5. 13 Ghosts was a rewatch, 4 out of 5. The Boy is that one where the dummy comes to life. That was brand new for me, 2.5 out of 5. Grindhouse theatrical is kind of half new, half half I've seen. I saw both movies individually. I've never seen them as they were presented in the theater, and they released that on Blu-ray with all the fake trailers and everything. So three out of five. The Shallows, two out of five, super boring. Freddy's Dead, three out of five, too much comedy compared to the rest of them. Uh, Late Phases, 4.5 out of five, fucking fantastic werewolf movie. Maniac yeah. Cop, three out of five. The Collection, which is the sequel to The Collector, and I hope we get that third one, The Collected, or whatever they plan on calling it. That's a 4 out of 5. Uh, Evil Dead, 5 out of 5. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, I double featured, and they both get a 4 out of 5, and that's the terrible cursed episode that we couldn't get to you, so sorry about that. Uh, remake of Cabin Fever, terrible, 1.5, or 1... <laughs> One out of five uh, adds absolutely nothing to it, and you don't need to watch it. Christmas Horror Story, four out of five, highly recommend. Blood Diner, three out of five. Before I Wake, which is more of a dark fantasy after watching it, but it was listed as horror, so three out of five. Uh, then I got the box set, Friday the 13th, part three, four out of five. Friday the 13th, part four, four out of five. Killer Workout, one out of five. The only good thing about it is the boobs. Intruder, uh, this is the one where a killer is stalking grocery store employees, 2.5 out of five. Ernest Scared Stupid, 3 out of 5. I know it's a comedy, but the troll design on it is fantastic. And when you're a kid, a crazy troll from long ago stealing children, that's terrifying. And that's that's my 22 movies. I have not watched uh, anyone for today. That's going to be after we're done recording. Gotcha. I was thinking about watching The Intruder uh, the other night because apparently Sam Raimi's in it. Yes, I I saw his name in the credits. Like it's on Hulu if anybody wants to watch it, and it was almost a three, but it starts out really slow with some terrible acting, and the first kill is off camera. So I was like, great, this is just going to be one of those not so scary movies. But then the the rest of the kills are fucking brutal, and I was like, okay, cool, it redeemed itself. It just takes a little while to get there. Um, I actually have no idea what Sam Raimi looks like, so I don't know which character he was. Gotcha. That's lame. All right, yeah, I was actually curious about the remake of Martyrs, man, because the original it's not was so worth fucking it. good. The it's original not was so good. It. Yeah, I love the original, but this movie, like, I wouldn't care if it was there, if there was an American remake, but it takes out all of the brutality, and it changes the story in ways that don't that don't add anything to it. And so the whole point of the movie, I think, is lost when it's not as brutal. Like, then it just becomes kind of a standard American horror movie. And then my next thing is, what the f if they didn't change anything about Cabin Fever, why the fuck did they remake it? I don't know. I thought it was even funnier that Eli Roth produced the remake. Like, he was like, sure, go ahead, whatever. But it just, it wasn't good. It doesn't add anything. There's no reason to watch it. Like, the scenes aren't any gorier. It's just, meh, whatevs. I watched Cabin Fever Patient Zero the other day. That was awesome. 
Right. The sequels are more entertaining than the remake. I'll definitely say that. Yeah, the storyline for Patient Zero was just kind of, you know, it was every day, but the fucking special effects. Awesome, man. Awesome. The two chicks fighting on the beach and the skins ripping off and all that shit. It was great. I'm going to have to watch that. It sounds awesome. Dude, it was so good. It's like a cat fight on the beach. Two hot chicks that have got the virus really, really bad. It's awesome. Well, fallen. And it's on Netflix. Oh, shit. All right, y'all ready for mine? Yeah, let's hear your list, buddy. All right. You ready for this? I uh, I didn't rate any of these, but I guess I'll give like a brief indication of why, either why I watched it or why you should watch it or some shit like that. You don't uh, have about, to. I just like I to got, be specific. I got an idea. How about just say it sucks or it doesn't suck? I'll say <laughs> you fucking suck. Uh, oh, he does. Bring it, babe. Okay, so Pumpkinhead. Um, I watched that because I found out that it come it had its theatrical debut October fourteenth, nineteen eighty eight, which is my birthday, the year I was born. So, and I love creature features, and like I really, really enjoyed Pumpkinhead. The Burning, which is a, uh, it's okay, it's it's a good slasher. Um, it's a it's uh, Tom Savini maybe shouldn't have turned down Friday the Thirteenth Part Two to do this because his his work's really not that great in it. Um. Didn't he say it wasn't that the one you were talking about where he said on IMDb that it was supposed to be the burning was supposed to be like some of his best work? Yeah, he says some of his best work, and I'm like, it's not, Tom. It's really not, buddy. I don't know. I don't know. I think some of his best work is part is Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Oh yeah, uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. This one I have to watch every October. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. If you love the classic Universal Universal monster movies and you love comedy. Watch this. It is fantastic. Um, then Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. Uh, before October started, I was listening to the Skeleton Crew doing their Phantasm retrospective. And it just so happened that Phantasm 3, 4, and Ravenger happened to pop up during October. So I went ahead and watched them so I could listen to the podcast. So Phantasm 3 is my favorite after the first. Phantasm 4, uh, nothing happens in that movie. Phantasm Ravenger. Um, y'all two still haven't seen that, right? Nope. No. Do you want me to say anything about it or not? Because I won't say anything. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to watch it. I listen to the Skeleton Crew's podcast. Okay, they shouldn't have made this fucking movie. Uh, Psycho 2, um, I also listened because of the Skeleton Crew, because I'm going back and listening to their whole catalog, and they did a retrospective of Psycho movies, and Alex... I hadn't got into the Psychos yet. Oh, dude, listen to their Psycho retrospective. It's fantastic. Um, but they, because it's Alex's favorite series, um, and they do a fucking awesome job. And it made after listening, to them, I was like, I have to go watch these movies, and I did. And Psycho Two was really good. Psycho Three was awesome. Uh, I did Up from the Depths, which uh, Mosley, who is a friend and a fan of the show, sent me the Blu-ray from Scream Factory for my birthday. Up from the Depths was uh, pretty terrible and uh, entertaining to me because I like old shitty creature features. So. Most people are going to hate this movie. I enjoyed it. Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. Obviously. Because uh, curses. Uh, Gremlins. <laughs> which I'm not a big fan of Gremlins. But oh, I fucking love the Gremlins movies for a couple of different reasons. Yeah, Reese, wanted to, Reese wanted to watch it. And so I was like, okay. You Shout out it. to Reese for good horror movie choices. Yeah. Uh, Good horror Christmas movies. Yeah. Whatever. The first, one, the first one is a good horror Christmas movie. I'll stick with Black Xmas. Thank you very much. 
Oh, I like the remake of Black Christmas more than I like the fucking original. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Army of Darkness. Just... Uh, do, do you have something to say there, Kenneth? Does it sound like no, you want to say something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Just Maybe he's going. mad at me. No. Uh, I'm just, uh, I don't care. Just so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm a big. I love when sci-fi and horror cross. Um, so I did the original, The Thing from Another World, which is fantastic. If you've never went and watched what John Carpenter's The Thing was like a remake of, go watch the original. Fucking awesome. Um, House of Wax, which is my favorite Vincent Price movie, and uh, if a lot, I love messing with people when they say, "Oh yeah, do you remember the House of Wax remake?" And I'm like, "Yeah, the one with Vincent Price." And they're like. No, the one with Paris Hilton, and I'm like, no, that one's a remake of a remake because the House of Wax with Vincent Price is a remake of Mysteries at the Wax Museum, motherfucker. Is it really? Yes, I did yes. not know that. House of mm-hmm. yeah, and if you've never seen, if you actually buy the House of Wax 3D Blu-ray, you actually get Mysteries at the Wax Museum on the Blu-ray also. Uh, Trick or Treat, I had never seen the movie before, and Exploding Heads podcast did a review of it and uh they made it sound like it was one of the greatest anthologies ever and um half were saying it could beat creep show for the best anthology movie some were saying that it was the best halloween movie to watch uh some of them even saying it may be better than the original halloween for halloween watching for having like the feel of halloween not that it was better than the original halloween um i watched it i i thought it was okay i did not think it was as good as they made it sound out so here's where i think things like situations like that come from i feel like because the horror that's put out in mass is so generic and predictable uh and apologies to anybody who loves the series but all the paranormal activities are boring as shit and they're all super predictable and so when that's the kind of movie you're getting and something completely different for the time period comes out, like Trick or Treat. Like, we hadn't had a good anthology movie in a long time when Trick or Treat came out. And so people were just like, fuck yes, something that's not a possession movie that we didn't see everything coming. And so I think that's that's kind of where you get the people who are like, yeah, best thing ever. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the best thing ever. But I, don't, I, like I don't think it. it's really better like than Creep Show. I don't, don't think either. it's better than Creep Show. I do think it's a better spirit of Halloween movie, like you said. Not better than Halloween, but it's better spirit of Halloween movie. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's better than Creep Show. Yeah, like um, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat's one of those movies that I'll watch after I get done watching Hocus Pocus. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, I'm being dead serious. That's dead up. Yo, dead up. That's what it's for. It's super important. Um, one of my coworkers who all, who does a podcast that deals on music. Apparently, we just found out he's, like, really good friends with the guy who did, like, the voice for Salem, the cat, in oh, yeah? Focus. And so Sweet. I'm going to try my best to see if, like, maybe we can get him on for an interview. That'd be dope. So for everyone listening, if you heard that, uh, hopefully I'll get it. And if I don't, well, fuck you. Um, and when it comes to Trick or Treat, um, I just was kind of disappointed. A lot of the kills were kind of off screen. And wait that... a minute, you said the cat for Hocus Pocus, right? Yeah, the cat. Meow, meow. His name was Binks. Binks, Salem, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Salem's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Whatever. Yeah, that's real. Black cat, I wanted... Yeah, it's bo- I okay, what is the black cat. That. Fuck y'all. Yeah, no, Kenneth's right. I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, but I, did, I think I was just, I liked the big twist with, uh, I like how everything was connected, and I did like the big twist with uh, the chick from, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without really spoiling, but I get everyone's seen this movie by now, right? Yeah. Okay, the werewolf twist uh, with the principal was fucking awesome. I will say that. Um but yeah, I don't know. A lot of the kills happening off screen really messed me up. So anyway, let's move on to the next one. Uh, next one is Eaten Alive by Toby Hooper. Uh, this is just a really fucking weird movie. Um, I want to watch Tales from the Hood. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna. We need to do a movie. We need to do an episode on anthologies. Yeah, because I mean, we were talking. I'm sorry. I, when we you, you said anthology and it got my mind going. And I was like, man, Tales from the Hood was awesome. And it's completely underrated. I agree. Um, so yeah, Eaten Alive was just really fucking weird. Toby Hooper, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Go see it or don't go see it. It does not matter. Uh, Maniac Cop, which is fucking awesome. It's a great crime movie. The horror elements are just a bonus. Um, poor little innocent Bruce Campbell. Um, Brucey. And then of course, I gotta get into... The movie to me that represents Halloween the most, and that's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, my favorite movie in the Halloween series. Fuck y'all. It's so good. It's so good. Did, and y'all, did y'all know that we are officially, as of recording this, eight days from Halloween and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? The first time you hear the song, it's eight days to Halloween. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, next is Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which is my favorite of the Friday the 13th movies. Um, Me too. Even though there are definitely better kills, there's definitely better nudity, there's definitely a lot of other better things than some of the other ones. To me, this had the best story. Um, and I also like this one because it gives us one of life's greatest questions. Uh, you know, what is the reason we're alive? Do aliens exist? Did that dog commit suicide or did Jason throw him out the window? How many licks <laughs> does it take to get to the middle of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. Um, part seven was my favorite. Part four is my favorite. Uh, then I had I my... was actually, I was going through them in my head and I can't remember what part seven is. Part seven, part... 80s in Manhattan. Part six, I know. Which one is part seven? Is that the one with the psychic chick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kane Hodder, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's the first one, and that was the first one with Kane Hodder in it. Yeah, I knew that. I just, I, I was like, what the fuck is the plot to the seventh one? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> then, uh, my next one was a cheat night, uh, because I, I'm not as strict with this as Jay is. I don't plan shit. I don't fucking review I shit. I didn't plan it. These, I, I, I like to do the little mini reviews. I've got a couple people on my personal Facebook that like them as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I didn't, I don't really plan my list out. I just kind of look to see what's going on yeah, and then well, make it in my head. Yeah. It's kind of like how, when you were like, I did earn a scared stupid, but cause it, and it's a comedy, but the trolls are cool. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I did night of living dead riff tracks version and I don't get yeah, it. You still watched it. It doesn't yeah. say that you can't watch it with a commentary is, track. <laughs> that's my shit. Um, and then another movie that is a I have to do every Halloween is the Vincent Price House on Haunted Hill. Though this year I did do the colorized version instead of the black and white one. And then that was lame. No, it actually looks pretty good, surprisingly. Um, 
And then I we actually, had that conversation. Yeah, yeah, we did. But uh, I actually have watched my twenty third uh, movie, which was Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, specifically because um, for a lot of people that's their favorite in the series, and I wanted to see how it compared to the fourth one. And I got to talk about something, guys. I posted this on Facebook, but can we talk about poor Mark? He gets it worse than any (laughs) fucking person in any Friday the 13th movie. He's in a wheelchair. He's in training, so he doesn't drink or smoke. And this cute chick wants to bang him. And he's waiting for her to come back so he can get some. And he gets a machete in the face. Like, he doesn't get... He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke weed. He doesn't get to have sex. He's in a wheelchair. Fucking all, That's proof like, that Jason doesn't discriminate. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he, he really fucking doesn't. But he gets it so bad, I just feel so bad for Mark. I just wanted to say that. Um, that's right. You, you know, and and going down the stairs and everything like that, you know, yeah. that's just what happens when you don't have adequate damn wheelchair access. Yeah, and Jay, I don't know if you do this, but I uh, one day I watched an extra movie to like put in my back pocket in case I miss a day. Do you do that or do you consider that just complete cheating? No, no, I don't consider it. I, I don't consider it cheating. Uh, if I miss a day, I'll try and fit two in to catch up. So I've had to do that before. Gotcha. But so, usually I don't have time to watch a fucking extra movie. My busy ass life. Yeah. So I actually got to watch a extra movie one day. And uh, since it looks like I'm not going to miss a day this year, I just, I'm just i going to throw it on here as the bonus. Uh, King Cobra, which was from 1999, and all the – it's about a, a giant snake, obviously. But uh, the uh, <laughs> snake, all the fucking animatronics and shit were done by the Chiodos brothers, who you know from, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, oh, nice. And, it, and Mr. Miyagi is in it. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He's fucked up. Yeah. That's fantastic. Old Pat. He gets fucked up. Uh, so, yeah, those are the movies I did. And uh, it's really, it's a lot of fun. Like, we watch horror movies, obviously, like, all year round. But it's really, like, fun to just sit down and be like, I'm going to make sure I get one watch every fucking day. Right, or a yeah. Month straight. It, and it's not easy because sometimes you do get busy. And there have been days where I, like, I did do two in one day, one for the day before and one for this day. Um, but so far I've been having a good time. I still have a stack of movies, uh, that I need to watch that I've gotten in October. Cause if you've noticed, I've been buying a lot of movies for myself in October for my birthday, for myself, for myself. I've, time, uh, myself. so, <laughs> so at the beginning of the year, I decided I wanted to kind of focus on horror. Uh, and so I posted a picture on the Kill the Cast Facebook. I had in June when I had a couple movies that I picked up for my birthday. I posted a picture of my current collection, and then I posted one now more recently before I got the Friday the Thirteenth set, which makes me want to take the picture again just to include that. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I've pretty I've increased my horror collection quite a bit this year. I think when I counted, I have close to a hundred different movies. Nice. Good job. I've yes. uh, I've definitely boosted mine up, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, I have to stop buying. I've got like two more horror movies coming in, and then a like old school Toho sci-fi movie coming in. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much done for a bit because you know now I got to go into Christmas and shit. So I'm just kind of dwindling in limbo. 
well, that's a good place for you to be. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I haven't really been buying movies, but it's not it's it's not for any specific reason. I just hadn't come across any that I really want to get. And, you know, I find it when you get on Amazon or you go on Walmart or something like that, you find Blu-rays at such a great price. And and, you know, so I, I generally tend to do that if I can find any that are good ones or if I get around to it. But I want to buy some of the ones off a of shout factory. But, you know, it's just finding the ability to drop $30 on a Blu-ray. Yeah. I wait for sales. Like I did buy during the, uh, screen factory sale. They do every October. I did buy two movies. I bought night of the demons and ginger snaps. So oh, ginger snaps is so good. Yeah. So I'm waiting to get those two in. Um, and then I've been buying, uh, from that whole, I'm in a, I'm in like two, horror movie collecting groups and uh, i've been finding really good deals in there so i've been buying shit from there i want to know what the special features on the ginger snaps is i will let you know please do and uh now that we're done talking about all of that let's get into movie rental stores and memories that we have about them because uh especially horror fans i i want to say horror fans almost more than any other genre have a huge connection with rental stores. Yes. So I don't, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I, that's, I don't know about the rest of us uh, either. (laughs) Uh, Video rental stores is where my love of horror originated from. Essentially. Um, That's where I, that's where I saw most of, the horror movies I saw first besides the straight to cable ones. So I think for a lot of people our age, the video store experience, regardless of whether it centers around horror or not, is just something that can't be recreated today with the red boxes and the Netflix. And this was actually an episode suggested by one of our fans. I can't remember if it was Travelis, Travelis, Travelis. (laughs) Travelus, you must take the one ring. (laughs) If it was Travis or uh, Mosley, I think it was one of those two guys because they're always commenting on our stuff or somebody else. So shout out to whoever suggested this episode, but they wanted to hear about video store memories. And so I'm pretty excited to talk about this. I did a little research before before we started recording, and the very first recorded instance of a rental store was a dude in Germany in the 70s had a just like a huge collection of Super 8 films and he started like lending them out to people in the public. Uh, the first store in America was in 77. Fox had licensed a bunch of movies to a video production company and one dude went and bought them all on VHS and beta and then started renting them out. And eventually video stores like that started popping up everywhere and that led to the huge chains like blockbuster and uh and whatever else is out there chain wise oh hell west coast video movie yeah gallery, there you go west coast yeah warehouse i mean so name it dude there was a bunch of them. something very interesting and i learned this from a game historian video but uh in japan uh mute there was music rental stores where you would r- rent like vinyls and cassettes and stuff like that we call that the library. Yeah. So, well, here's <laughs> here's the funny thing. In Japan, they didn't have movie rental stores because they deemed it illegal. They only had music rental stores. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
And it's kind of funny because in America, it was kind of the opposite. Like, we didn't have, like, full-on music rental things. We only had movie rental things. Right. There's a fun... That's if you, interesting. If you like uh, rental stores and you like video games, there's a video by the gaming historian, which is um, basically him talking about uh, Nintendo versus, like, Blockbuster. Because Nintendo was super against, like, video game rentals. Really? Because that's how I played most of my Nintendo games as a kid. Right. Because I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I got two new games a year. It wasn't like now when I'm an adult and I can buy whatever the fuck I want. I got one at Christmas and one at my birthday if I was lucky. So if I wanted something, this is why this is why I feel like I was better at video games when I was a kid. Because it was like, well, play what you have. And that's it. <laughs> so I had to be good. Uh, but that's how I played most of my games. And if you rented a shitty game, fuck you. You're stuck with that for the weekend. Because you only get the uh, the one chance, so that's funny that that you said that Nintendo was mad at rental stores. Yup. So yeah, I uh, I I didn't have that issue because my grandfather and my dad were both big into gaming, and uh, they would just buy shit from pawn shops and flea markets and garage sales all the time. So I always had like way more video games than anyone on my block. Lucky you. Yeah. Yep. Fuck off. Hey. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get into some rental store memories. Jay, do you want to kick us off? So, I want to know, I want to know if you guys had any local video stores that were not at chains or well, not nationwide chains, I should say, that you guys favorited. For me, there was a series of and this is this is a great combination of businesses. There's a series of video rental stores called Tommy K's Video and Attached to almost all of them were a Tommy's tanning. So <laughs> this guy, this guy or girl, I guess it could be whoever Tommy is. He owned a, a local chain of video stores attached to tanning salons. Fucking fantastic combination of businesses. But I remember them running promotions where if you bring them their block, your blockbuster membership card and let them cut it up, they would give you a free rental when you open an account with them. I was like, that's some aggressive marketing right there. I love it. But so I bounced back and forth between Blockbuster and Tommy K's. And there's a couple other local ones I can't remember the name of when I was growing up. Uh, Probably just like the name of the town video kind of places. But yeah, so I can I have a really good memory when it comes to pictures of things. So I can remember like without remembering the titles, I can remember the covers to a lot of movies so you could be like hey have you ever seen this movie and be like i don't think so but then show me the covers like well i remember looking at that when i was 10 and not renting it yeah i honestly like, I, I remember the cover to uh to brain dead and basket case and a couple other ones that i've never actually seen that i remember seeing the covers to yeah honestly uh, uh front covers to me are the thing that always made rental stores so great is going and looking at all these different uh, cover arts for these movies and being like, because 90% you were judging if you were going to buy the movie by that and then looking at the back and not reading what it said, but seeing if there were more pictures. Right. Yep. Yep. Looking at the pictures. I'd, I'd read the description sometimes, but yeah, it was definitely the uh, the pictures that I mainly went by. I didn't read shit yeah. in a library. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, yeah, that's I the definitely... crazy thing about it, them. If you if you really go back and look at it, man, the artwork that was on the cover of some of these VHS tapes was fucking amazing. Very true. 
You don't see that kind of shit on the covers yeah, was, of movies anymore. Yeah, now covers are all generic. Uh, chin down, eyes up, back to the camera, or you know the you know whatever you want to call it is taking the picture of the cover. Uh, whoever the two leads are staring at each other, those kind of things are are just rampant nowadays. Or just the logo with some kind of recognizable image from the trailer. <laughs> hey, if, yeah, uh, right? hold on. If Bruce Campbell dies. Can we start a hashtag chins out for Bruce Campbell? Campbell. <laughs> Absolutely. Get us on some Campbelly. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. I mean, that cover art, you know, it always kind of reminded me of, you know, like those fantasy things that guys would get painted on the sides of their vans. Right. <laughs> that's kind of what that shit reminded me of because it was so elaborate. Yeah, that's how we got tricked into renting the Deathstalker movies. <laughs> but yeah, Thank so you. I remember. I remember my parents not really caring about me watching horror movies. I can't remember. I'm so terrible with when things happen. I just remember them happening. Uh, So I I had to have been eight or nine when I first started renting horror movies, and they just didn't really care. Um, They let me, you know, they let me kind of decide for themselves. They'd be like, well, this is, like, if my dad had seen it, he'd be like, well, this one's a little bit scarier than what you used to. Like, I rented a... I went to Gremlins two before I saw Gremlins one, and when I went to go see the first one, I was like, "Well, I want to watch. I want to watch the first one." He's like, "Well, that." My mom was like, "That one's a little bit more scary," and it is. The second one's definitely more comedy, but uh, she was like, "Yep, yeah, whatever you want." So, uh, I, yeah, I remember walking walking down the aisles and looking at the covers and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to watch. And that's actually, and we talked about this on the first episode. That's where I first saw the movie The Willies which I finally tracked down a DVD copy of a couple of years ago. Uh, it did not hold up, but yeah, it's stuff like that. Just like finding these movies that you'd, and then you'd rent the same ones. You'd like, well, it's the weekend. I want to go rent the willies again because I fucking really loved it the first time. And yeah, those are just, just great movies or great movies, <laughs> great memories. Uh, and then when, as I got older, being able to take myself to the video store, and just rent whatever the hell I want and have my own account and stuff like that is just fantastic when they were still around and they started switching over to DVDs. Hell yeah. We had this, uh, we had this store in, my, in, in, in the town that I grew up in, in Franklin, we had this store and it was like a, a, a corner of a building, you know, like the corner of a block. And, uh, it, the name of the thing, it had a very, 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 very funny name. The name of the video store was Pew's rent video rentals. <laughs> and the family that owned it, were, their last name was Pew. But when you walked in there, man, okay, number one, the 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 environment inside this place, man, was not open and inviting like Blockbuster or something like that. The inside of this video store, man, was very, very dark. And, and it wasn't depressing. It was kind of scary, especially when you got back to the horror section because every single one, you know, was broke off into sections. But the crazy thing about this place was is each one of the sections aside from like action or something like that was broke off into its own little individual room oh that's cool yeah it was really cool but at the same time when you're five years old and you walk into this room that's very dark because the horror movie section was very dark i mean it was perfect for what it was and when you walk in there and the first thing you see is like pinhead or something like that at five years old it was very very creepy to go in there and but it obviously had an effect on me because i can still remember it to this day because that was one of the 
first covers that I saw in there when I walked into the horror section was Pinhead. I remember seeing the cover of Hellraiser. Very nice. So, Jerry, how about you? Uh, so I'm going to tell you a fun little... Uh, Blockbuster used to do this thing called Kid Print. And what Kid Print was is you would take your little kid in there and they would record your little kid uh, saying his name and age and uh, they'd ask him what his favorite movie is and stuff like that. And they did this because if you went missing, they could put out this video instead of a picture so people would know what you sounded like, have a better idea of what you looked like would be able to ask you, you know, they could be, be like, what's your favorite movie? And if you answered right, they would be like, okay, this is the missing kid. So uh, my mom, we were going to Blockbuster so that we could rent movies. And I always, I like to rent my, I rented a lot of cartoon horror movies like Monster in My Pocket, Daffy Duck's Quackbusters. Uh, there was an Alvin and Chipmunks one. Uh, I, or I'd be renting Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles. Or uh, something dinosaur related. And I don't mean Land Before Time. I mean like Godzilla. Um, What's wrong with Land Before Time? Nothing. It's just I apparent, I didn't like that movie when I was younger. Well, you stupid. I wanted yeah. I wanted real motherfucking dinosaurs. Okay. My dinosaurs caused death to humans. Okay? That's how I wrote Humans didn't exist in Land Before Time. Exactly. Therefore, it's stupid. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, we went in there one day and they were doing kid prints for free. So my mom was like, oh, well, we're going to do it. And I, I still have the VHS tape of this down. It's sitting downstairs right now. Uh, and they put me in there and they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, Jerry, I'm not, I'm not going to say what I really said because it has my real name in there, but Jerry and, uh, they were like, how old are you? And I'm like, five and they're like what's your favorite movie and i can't i'm like uh i don't know because i'm five and you're asking me what my favorite fucking movie is and you didn't say jaws <laughs> well if y'all would let me finish the story without you spouting out spoilers uh <laughs> so my mom was like isn't it wizard of oz and i'm like no i like a wizard of oz but i like jaws jaws is my favorite movie and so, at five years old, there is there is video evidence of Jaws being my favorite movie. Very cool. And one day, awesome. I need to do a, a transfer of that onto my computer so that I can make a digital copy of it. Um, put it onto YouTube. <laughs> yeah, put it. I'll put it on the Kill the Cast YouTube page. Uh, but yeah, so like. Like that's my early memories of rental stores. I actually never. So I'm younger than y'all two, and uh, are you? You seem so old, though. Yeah, well, it's all the drugs. <laughs> so uh, I like a lot of my early memories are straight up just straight blockbuster, and then when I moved to my dad's, uh, he was really big into like he was like one of the first people to get Napster back when it was like in the AOL 2.0 days, like. I had the internet. I can see your dad doing that. Yeah, so he would rent movies like all the time, but most of the time he would rent them, record them onto another tape, and then send them back before we ever even watched them. And every once, and he would only like let us really rent movies when it, the movie rented was going to be our babysitter. So like, <laughs> for instance, like I would watch a lot of like the creature feature movies like Komodo and and stuff like that from the cheap rentals, but. 
we didn't go to a blockbuster. We didn't go to a mom pop shop. We went to a grocery store called Ingles that had a very small movie section. Um, a lot of grocery stores have movie sections. In fact, I don't know if this is a chain anywhere else, but on the, the what coast am I on? The West Coast. Um, but the Safeways is a grocery chain of grocery stores over here, and they still have DVD rental sections, DVD and Blu-rays. So the video store rental is still alive in some form. Yeah. I wonder so, if they do that in Ralph's. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, so... I have memories of going, like, while they would go grocery shopping, I would be, like, even if I wasn't going to be able to rent anything, I'd be going and looking at all these movie colors and and looking at, like, Leprechaun and shit like that. Um, so Yeah, my parents would purposely go into Kroger late at night when the people that actually did the movie rentals weren't there, so that way I couldn't drive them nuts about movies. <laughs> that sounds like you. Um, I'm being dead serious. That's what they would do. They would purposely do that. Yeah, I believe it. And, and Kenneth, you you grew up in rental stores because not only did your uh, your mom work at some rental stores, but later on you worked at rental stores, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I I was I was in movie rental stores pretty much my entire childhood because my mom was really into it. Um, she was really into collecting movies, so I can remember from very very young age. You know, my mom working in movie rental stores because she had a friend of hers that owned one um, right next to a gas station where I'm from called Hemrick's. And half of the building was uh, was a video rental store. And my mom worked there. And uh, that was actually the first time that I can remember looking at the front cover for Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, because I always thought that Freddie's makeup on the cover of that uh, on the cover in the back looked badass. But uh, that was my first instance with that. Um, she worked at that one and then she worked at movie gallery for a while. And that was really cool because they had like in each different section in the, uh, in this, in movie gallery for each different section, they had a little TV. So they would have movies like for each section playing on there. Like you go in the action section and an action movie would be playing on there. And then you go into the kids section and cartoons would be playing yada, yada, yada. And what I would do is I would go and I, while my mom was working at the end of the day, she'd be closing up the store and I'd preview movies. And then when I got a little bit older and I started wanting to watch like more crazier movies or like TNA flicks or stuff like that, I would take the VHS out of the box and put it into a cartoon box and tell my mom <laughs> and I would tell my mom, I'd be like, I want to watch this when I get home. Cause I had a little 13 inch TV in my room and I was like, mom, I want to watch this when I get home. And she'd be like, Oh, it's just cartoons. And my mom never opened the inside of the box to see what was in there. So when I get home, I'd be like, you know, I'd be watching shit like evil tunes or something like that. And if any, either one of y'all have ever seen evil tunes, not terror tunes, because that movie sucked. But if you ever seen evil tunes, yeah, there was titties all in that. I have not seen <laughs> I, I guess yeah, I should watch it. Yeah. I took that home and watched it, man. And like some of the, some of the more brutal stuff that mom would let me watch. You know, I, I would do that, but it, it was really cool growing up around video stores. And hell, sometimes my mom, she worked at a dentist place later on, and she that was right next to a Blockbuster. I'd go to work with my mom, man, and I'd go hang out at Blockbuster all day to the point of where the people knew my name and shit, and they would literally let me sit in there and watch movies all day. That's a ball. That's, that's badass. I worked at a Blockbuster around the time Netflix started uh, – started their streaming service started to, for it to get really popular because they they did mailing i don't know how many of the young kids listening today remember when netflix started out by 
mailing movies to you yep. and just having more movies than pretty much any other rental place for a really good price. Yep, and guess so, what my dad did? He would get those DVDs in, rip them, and send them back. So the only time I did that hardcore was... Uh, it was about 10 years ago. To compete with Netflix, Blockbuster had a rent-as-much-as-you-want-whenever-you-want thing, and you could have X amount of movies out at a time. So I would, And I, I lived, like, across the street from one. So I'd go pick up a couple movies, take them home, burn them, return them, pick up a couple movies. Like, I've never seen somebody watch so many movies in one day. I'm like, yep, they just keep not being any good. <laughs> yeah, see, I remember when they did that shit. I know what you're talking about. I did the same so, thing. I'd go I'm, rent them and go home and burn them. <laughs> I'm not condoning pri- piracy, but that was a darker time in my life. Um, yeah. Well, see, and then Blockbuster, because I worked at Blockbuster, too, and Blockbuster also had that did their DVD in-home shit where you could, like, get on blockbuster.com and have DVDs sent to your house. Right, yeah. And I actually, so I worked at Blockbuster when that promotion was going on, and it worked like Netflix, except they had the added benefit of if you return them in store, like each sleeve came with a coupon for a free rental, so you had something right, to watch while yeah. you were waiting for your next one to be shipped. Um, yeah. I only worked there for six months, but I used to, I like I said, I love movies, and so I used to really enjoy, like, even just putting the movies away was enjoyable for me because I'd look at a ton of different covers and read about things I had never seen. And because of the way my brain works and the information I retain from trailers versus the cover and stuff like that, I got really good at the I'm looking for a movie with the guy that does the thing quiz that a lot of customers put you through like you know the new movie has the guy and that thing happens i'm like oh and i got really good at pinpointing exactly what they were talking about from the tiny bit of information they could remember uh so that was that was fun for me yeah see with me it was being able to for a person to come in and they're just like well i don't really know what i want to watch and for me it was well, what are you into? And just by the things that they told me they were into, I can find fantastic movies to send them home with. So oh, yeah, I was good there. at that, too. I just prided myself in being able to guess. They'd be like, uh, it's a guy with the blonde hair. I'm like, Memento? They're like, oh, that's it exactly. I would that just be like, great. I don't know what to watch tonight. Here's Halloween H2O. Have fun. <laughs> that is well, your see, favorite movie. Yeah, and I, I had to, like, when I was in there, man, I had to pick out movies for kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cartoons for kids and stuff. Right. But the cool thing about it was, is I don't know whether at your blockbuster they did this, but they'd let, but where I was at, they'd, hell, they'd let you have ten movies out at a time. I, I don't remember what the limit was. It was something like that. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd have movies remember. out all the fucking time. I do remember that, so anything that was unrated, director's cuts or whatever, automatically came with a sticker that said parental advisory on it. And then when cartoons stopped going through the MPA and like direct to DVD, they would technically be unrated. And so we'd have like fucking Scooby-Doo and Alvin and the Chipmunks with like these parental advisory stickers on them because they, I, I don't know if it was a machine or what, but whatever put those stickers on the cases before they sent them to us was, uh, <laughs> was just automatically putting them on anything without a rating. I thought that was fucking hilarious. But video stores, for me, became a way to see movies I'd never see before. They had a lot of foreign films. Like, I watched, 
I watched La Femme Nikita on a whim when I was like 15 because I was just looking through the foreign section and the cover looked cool. And that was a badass movie, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I just that, that's one of my the best things I can remember about movies is going in. Uh, I developed a huge love of anime by renting them because like it wasn't on TV besides the American version of, of Sailor Moon and then Dragon Ball for a little while. And Cartoon Network wasn't around with their uh, their I can't remember what their Tsunami. anime block is called. Yeah, that's it. So that's how I got. That's how I saw most of my animes. And because they weren't children's cartoons i ended up watching things like ninja scroll and vampire hunter d and, and all shit. kinds of other and oh yeah definitely and so my love of horror my love of anime uh all the like random b movies i've ever seen that nobody's ever heard of all of that came from being able to rent movies from from rental stores uh most of the video games i played or Nintendo and Sega Genesis came from rental stores as well. So I owe a lot of pleasant childhood memories to um, to rental stores. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy how that works out, man, because, like, I can remember, here's, uh, this is a good one. It was a little bit later on, but it was a good one. Me and my dad, we were hanging out, and it was Christmas. And I woke up and went to my dad's on Christmas morning, and when I went and went over there and I opened my presents from him, he had bought me a PS1. And... But, you know, there was never anything open. And dad, you know, was still kind of in the in the days of when uh, game systems came with a game. Well the, well, the PlayStation didn't come with a game. So dad was just like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I'm just like, all right, well, let's call around and see if we can find somebody that's open. Blockbuster was the only thing that was open on Christmas Day. And uh, we went to Blockbuster, and it was the, first, the, the game that me and dad rented to play on my PS1 was Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That oh, was very, such a good fucking game. That was the very first time I ever played that game, and it was fucking amazing, and I played it on Christmas Day with my dad. Side note, and this is more around video games, but since you mentioned Symphony of the Night, the guy who did Symphony of the Night, who wrote the, uh, what do they call it, the... Fuck, I can't remember. It's the equivalent of video game screenwriter, the uh, situation writer, or whatever it is. The guy that made up the story and the plot. Right. Um, I have his autograph on um, one of the DS games because after Symphony of the Night, he was the guy. He so he did started with Symphony of the Night, and then he did. He pretty much turned Castlevania into what it is or what it was. I should be the uh, the two D style adventure game where you're going back through rooms and earning different power-ups and you have a life bar and everything else. Uh, Igarashi is his name and he's working on that game Bloodstained, which looks awesome. But yeah, yeah, I have his autograph on one of the DS games. Very cool. But yeah, I mean, that's what, it, that's what video, I mean, you know, and, and that, and it, for some people it became a regular thing to go, to go to the video store, man, because it was like, you know, you could, like the stories that I've told about me and my dad, you know, that was a regular thing that we would do. I would be hanging out with my dad on the weekends and we would go rent movies. And then we would, me and my dad would come and spend time together. Just that was our thing. We would sit down and we would watch new badass movies. And I never would have got in, introduced to a lot of the shit that I got introduced to without having those moments of, you know, either being with my dad or, or, or as a kid going to the video store, hanging out with my mom while she was at work and shit like that, if it hadn't have been for, for those things. And I, and I hate the fact that 
kids, you know, millennials and and whatnot are not going to be able to enjoy that same experience because of, you know, because of Netflix or, or, or all the rest of the digital mediums that we use now and, and Redbox and shit. They're not going right. to be able to enjoy that. And, and, and it sucks, you know, because that was such a that was so cool. That was one of my most one of the things that I was more excited to do than anything else growing up. Yeah, I uh, I'm. I'm a huge fan of physical media. I prefer physical over digital in every every media. I prefer real books. I prefer having and owning the cases to my movies. I prefer having and owning the games. It's it's just it like I love that Netflix and Hulu and all that other stuff is a thing because it definitely gives me a hell of a lot more to to choose from. But it sucks, like you said, that people won't be able to get to experience those things and, and have the memories that we're talking about now. Yeah, I mean, it won't, that, it won't uh, happen. Because, yeah. I mean, Jerry's a prime example. I mean, you know, between me and you, we've got more than Jerry's got. And, 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 and you know, that, that's one of those things that I wish Jerry had more of those growing up. I mean, hell, the first girl that I ever had a damn had a major crush on was you know the neighbor for uh for one of the people that my mom worked with in the video store you know what i'm saying uh her name was uh candy johnson her full name is candace but her name was candy johnson man and that was the first person that i ever that was the first chick that i ever really had a major crush on and it was from the video store well i found my new porno name uh <laughs> well and it sucks because like now like I at least do have some memories of it, uh, but it sucks now because it's like, if you want to go physically rent a movie, well, there's a vending machine at a Walgreens for you. That's that's yeah. what you get. Um, and that's kind of right. sad. And I, mean, I will say it's pretty cheap and it's convenient, but it's just flipping through a tablet screen and picking a movie is not the same as as going to a video store and seeing these shelves with cases and digging through the new releases to find something you've never even heard of. Yeah. It's just, it's not the same. And the other issue you have, like, with Redbox is it's pretty much all new stuff. You don't get to go in there and find, like, one of my favorite things about rental stores is all this older stuff you've never heard of or weird-ass shit you would have never seen because it was some low-budget horror movie or some, like, straight-to-TV uh creature feature like komodo or king cobra or any of that kind of shit you 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 don't get to go out and just find those nowadays you might find them on like a streaming service but probably like you probably not like you but you could go into a local mom and pop shop or even a blockbuster and find that copy of king cobra on the shelf for you to right. just take home and watch and that's probably the one thing that does suck the most is we can't do that. And even if yeah, it's not convenient anymore because of all the streaming stuff, there's a part of me that goes, maybe I'd give up that convenience to go and be able to actually go, oh, Burial Grounds, let me watch this. Oh, I, I would definitely still frequent video stores. Unfortunately, the few of us that would are not enough to keep them in business compared right. to the cheat. Like, I mean, you pay Netflix 10 bucks a month and there's literally 
hundreds of movies to pick from and a ton of different TV shows. Plus, with them producing their own movies and TV shows, you have a ton of content. Not like they don't sell their their shows. I wanted to buy Daredevil, and I started looking for it and realized that they don't well, put their shows out on DVD or Blu-ray not, to purchase. Not a hundred percent true. They put out Marco Polo on DVD and Blu-ray. Did they? Maybe it did really terrible, and that's why they did yeah. it. But I want Daredevil. I want to fucking own Daredevil season one and two, and I can't. I as far as I can tell, they have not been put out. Yeah, I'm with to you. own. So. Before we get to uh, the the crash and burn, the fall of the video stores, um, in October we were supposed to do uh, the Evil Dead podcast, which was cursed. We didn't do it. Uh, the only thing you people got was my uh, episode I did for Evil Dead the Pot, Evil Dead the Musical, which is fun. And we told y'all we were going to give away Ash versus the Evil Dead Blu-ray, and well, we are. So. We're going to, because all three of us have the Evil Dead series tied with rental stores, this is how you're going to win this. If you want to win this, send us a message. Uh, Don't type, send us a message. Don't type it on the Facebook, just like last time. Send us a message and tell us your your first memory of Evil Dead. And we'll pick the best one, and that person will win, which we will announce the winner on the Facebook on Halloween night, October 31st. Um, obviously, it wasn't planned to go like this, but this is how we're going to do it since we ran into so many issues. So, if you want to win it, follow those rules. And let's get into that. Let's talk about our first memory of Evil Dead. I'm going to go first because I haven't talked in a little bit, and I'm egotistical and want to hear my uh, sound of my own voice. Yep, well, suck it. Narcissistic pig. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I mentioned earlier that my uh, dad liked to use uh, movies as a form of babysitting because it it worked. We would sit down and watch it. So, me, my older brother, and the two neighborhood kids across the street, which one was my brother's age, one was like a year younger than me, um, they came over because we always hung out, and my dad rented us a movie. And uh, we're like, I think I'm in third grade and my brother's in fourth grade or maybe he was in fifth grade and I was in fourth grade. I'm not sure, but somewhere around that time. We chose The Evil Dead. Now, I don't think my dad had seen this movie uh, because I don't know if he would have let us watch a movie with tree rape or not. But either way, at a very young age, at night, home alone and like we were kind of the at the like the house that like bef- there like when you come down our road on the like left side where we were at there was one house and then there was a bunch of woods and then our house and then the rest of the houses so on like bef- on the side of our house and on the back of our house was all woods so we watched the evil dead and uh, what where was this uh griffin georgia Oh, okay. 220 Meadowview Lane. Cause I, I went down there with you. Yep, we took a we took a trip one time. To yeah, get, we did take a road trip down there. So I could see my old stomping grounds. Um, that chick was hot. <laughs> so, yeah, so we watched uh, Evil, The Evil Dead at a very young age. Saw the tree rape scene. It did not scar us for life. I did kind of get wary of trees, uh, and I maybe tightened my butt a little bit. But... 
that was my first memory of Evil Dead was watching it at a very young age, home alone, in the middle of the night with my older brother and uh, our two friends from across the street. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen when the trees start looking at you funny. Uh, So, Kenneth, what was your first memory of the Evil Dead? Being perfectly honest with you, it was the very first thing that I can ever remember having to deal with Evil Dead at all is the iconic cover for Evil Dead 2. That's the first thing that I can remember at all above anything. Oh, where did you see that at? It was actually... Kenneth? I think Kenneth died. I think he did too. I thought that was my headset for a second. Because he was like, I right. think I... I'm dead. Alright, I'm, I'm here. Oh, you okay. didn't die. You okay, didn't get cool. scanned and your head explode by a psychic? <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened, but okay. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, alright, so I went down to my aunt's house. And I was an only child, so I always went and hung out with my cousins. And I went down to my, I walked down to my aunt's house. And when I got down there, they had like movies they had rented or whatever. And I remember seeing the cover for Evil Dead 2. And that was my very first experience, even being, you know, introduced to it. But I never, but I didn't watch the movie with them. And then I can't remember, it's hazy for me, whether I had watched Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness first, because I didn't watch the first one. I had had watched one of those two, but it was watching the first one was a, uh, was another one of those, my dad moments. He was the one that introduced me to the first one. Dope. Dope. Uh, Jay. So as I said earlier, I have very vivid memories of looking at cases. And I know for a fact, I looked at the case for evil dead Two. I like, Kenneth said it's pretty iconic, and I remember it standing out. I don't remember renting it. I think, and this is, my memory's a little hazy on this, but I'm I'm 95% sure that the very first Evil Dead anything I watched was Army of Darkness. Of course, back then, there was no internet. I wasn't even, like, I just watched movies because I enjoyed them. I didn't research them kind of like I do now. I didn't have a working trivia knowledge of them. So I had no idea that this movie had anything to do with anything else and so i the first thing i ever watched for evil dead was army of darkness then years later when netflix was first coming out i had looked up like really good horror movies and things like that and i read an article about uh the tree that a movie had a tree rape scene and i was like fuck i've got to watch that movie and then i watched the series and that's when i realized that army of darkness was part of evil dead but uh yeah so i think that's that's my earliest memory of anything evil dead is and i can't remember if i rented it or saw it on tv but i'm pretty sure it was i'm pretty sure it was a rental uh probably vhs i remember having and feeling so badass because i had it but i had a a pretty decent sized tube tv with a vhs player in it and i was like fuck yeah i'm badass (laughs) uh before dvds became super popular uh that was Nintendo 64 eras when I had when I had the uh, the TV with the VCR built in it in my we lived in a townhouse and I took the basement and my mom and my sister had the upstairs rooms and so it was like a tiny little apartment for me you know I'm fucking uh, how old was I I'm terrible at age things 
14, 15, 16, and I like, yeah, I have my own little apartment kind of thing. Nobody comes down here to bother me. I don't have to share it with anybody, and it's fucking huge. And I had my TV with my VCR down there and a little collection of VHS tapes, and that was just the most badass thing to me at that age. Did you ever, man, like, did you ever notice that the fucking TVs that had that shit built into them were the ones that fucked up faster than anything else? Uh, that wasn't my concern because I was a child and everything I had was bought for me. No, I'm um, saying, did you notice the, like, I always notice, man, like the, the TVs with the built-in VCRs, the VCR would fuck up faster than any of the rest of them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I, mine lasted for a long time. In fact, it lasted so long that I had a PlayStation 2 and Xbox. But here's the thing. Before pirating DVDs became huge... A lot of DVDs had anti-piracy feature where if they were plugged, if the DVD player was plugged into something with a VCR or a VCR is recognized, it would dim the screen and then lighten it or back it to regular colors. Lines, it would get the lines in to it stop you from like being that? able to yeah. record it. And I had no idea what that was, but I did find out that there was a symbol you could look for on the case that showed like a like a white DVD with a red line and then a, a darker like gray DVD, and that means it would do that. And so I had to avoid. I tried to avoid that as much as I could when I was renting movies to watch because I'd watch them on my Xbox, which was hooked up with. RGB cables into uh, or RCA cables into my TV that had the VCR built into it, and it was just I had it was forgotten, a ass. I had forgotten all about that security shit because we used to we used to hook two VCRs together. Oh, the copy tapes. That? Yeah, no, the I've, copy I've tape. never done that. Yeah, what That's we would funny. do is we would. You know how you remember you used to go to the video store and you could actually rent the VCR. Yes. Did you ever do that? Yeah, I, yeah. I never, they, I never did it, but I remember seeing that and video game consoles. But the rental price was way too much for to justify having it for a weekend. Yeah, but it's like you know, it had that big. The VCRs had those like big plastic, like really thick plastic fucking black cases around them and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that way you couldn't. Take, there was no fucking way that you could take that VCR out of that fucking black case. And damn, that's what we would do, though. We would rent one of those, and then we'd rent, like, fucking five or six movies, man, and then we'd copy all of them. But that was the first time I ever got introduced to the security lines because we'd come across a VHS here and there that had the security lines. Fucking, okay. So I I, I don't have a uh, pirating uh, movies (laughs) thing from... Oh, Jerry's a good guy. No, 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 because I'm about about to tell you what I did do. So when you could rent movies from Netflix... Uh, and they were coming over DVDs. Yeah. If you remember back then, the only thing that really set them apart is there would be this white sticker around the the inside ring of the DVD, right? Y'all mm-hmm. remember that? And it would tell yeah. it would say like whatever it was. So I had bought a DVD copy of Itchy the Killer, and I did not know it was the rated version. It was not the uncut version. Well, I went on Netflix, and they had the unrated version, and it wasn't my account. It was my brother's account. So I decided, well, shit, I'm going to get their unrated copy in, switch the sticker onto my rated version, and send that back in and keep the unrated version. And I did. So my DVD copy that's on my shelf right now has Netflix's unrated version in it, (laughs) and Netflix got my rated version. Because that's so fucking funny. fantastic. I yeah, so that was the big thing I did. Uh, but yeah, so going into Netflix, 
obviously uh, that kind of led into a downfall of Blockbuster and stuff. So when a lot of these stores started closing, they uh, started selling. Real yes, oh, they yeah. did. So yes, you want to hear something? Did. You want to hear something funny? Like me and Jerry have always swapped out digital platforms. You know, like uh, like right now, I've got the I've got the uh, the password and everything to Jerry's Voodoo account, so that way I can watch new movies that he's got. And, and he, he will and, sell and, it to you for five dollars yeah. a pop. And at some point, I know I've given Jerry my you know my stuff and whatever else. And my buddy Alan uses my Netflix from his house, you know, down in Noonan and stuff like that. But uh, at the beginning of the very beginning of Netflix, you had to get these discs to use streaming. You had to get oh, these see, discs. I never experienced that. Oh, right, yeah, that was, cool it was the it was the very beginning. And what Jerry did is Jerry called Netflix. He either called or emailed Netflix I and told them. them that you called him, yeah. yeah. And he told them that he needed another disc because his was fucked up. And he sent me that disc so that way both of us could use his Netflix account. That's cool. It yeah. was, dude. So all I had to do was pop that disc in my PS3, and I could use Jerry's Netflix account. Yeah, it That's was the shit. Awesome. So yeah, when a lot of these stores started going down, um, my brother uh, worked at a movie gallery, and uh, he didn't work at the one near our house at in, because this is when I lived in Florida. Um, so not only did I like, go to his and get stuff, I'd walk over to the one there, but he also gave me like. Movie gallery got like uh got these shirts in and like one of them was a Godzilla shirt and he gave it to me. I really wish I would have got the uh Creature from the Black Lagoon shirt that he got from Movie Gallery. Like cause, you know Movie Gallery would always like send these like pop culture shirts for their employees to wear. Um they also were doing this big 50 years of universal movies thing at one point and I got the jaws sign from that from them. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Uh, But yeah, when these started going uh, out of business, we, you know, of course, I didn't actually go and buy anything from Blockbuster when they went out of business, but I hit movie. No, me either. I didn't buy anything. (laughs) Kenneth definitely didn't buy anything, but he definitely got some shit. Um, So I... uh, I I worked there. Yeah, exactly. So I I got a bunch of shit from movie gallery. And, uh, well, I feel like I should give away some of that shit I got from Movie Gallery. Uh, so, the first person to comment on our Facebook saying, Hey, Jerry, hook me up with Jaws 2 and Jaws 3 on DVD that are formal Movie Gallery rentals. I will send them to you when I ship out the Ash vs. Evil Dead winner. I will ship out those two also to another winner. So the first person to say, Hey, Jerry, let me get Jaws 2 and 3 from Movie Gallery on our Facebook. I will send you those two DVDs for free. Uh, They're from Movie Gallery. They had the Movie Gallery stickers on them and everything. Um, And I might have touched myself to them a few times. Not Jaws 3, but Jaws 2. Mm, Extra sticky DVDs for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, but I I loaded up on Godzilla. I got some of my, what are now out of print Godzilla DVDs from Movie Gallery. Uh, Bunch of, I I picked up tons of horror stuff and shit. Uh, Did y'all also? Nothing shit. Yeah, other shit. I won't say what the other shit is, but there's some other shit in there. Uh, what did you did y'all grab stuff also? Uh, I did not, and the main reason was 
anything I was interested in was in a generic blockbuster case or the weird extra thick with the slot for the locking peg style case. And none of it, no matter how cheap the price, was worth it to me to have those weird looking cases. You know, I kind of want a blockbuster VHS rental case, but one that has like a movie I actually care about, like a Godzilla movie, but for like the VHS rental cases. Oh, there you go. Uh, Kenneth, uh, you did not buy anything. Oh, did you steal? No. No. <laughs> he worked. No, I never did. I never did any of that, no. He he worked at Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to leave it there. But no, I mean, there... During that uh, during that transition, man, I mean, it was it, it was a very big, and I think Jay, didn't you say you worked at Blockbuster right around the time that they were starting to fizzle out because of uh, because of Netflix and Redbox and shit? They hadn't start they didn't start clearancing the stores until a couple years after that, but it was right around the time they had started their own DVD by mail service. Yeah, see, I was there like I was there up until like the last few months. You know, before everything, before they started closing them all down. And the crazy thing about that was, do you know why the guy started Red Redbox? And and I heard this from another dude today, so I'm hoping this is completely accurate. But from what I understand, the guy that started Redbox, the reason why he did is because he got tired of getting raped on late fees from Blockbuster. Because it, and and think <laughs> That's about it, fucking it makes, funny. Yeah, and think about it, it makes sense because then when you rent something from Redbox, the only late fee you got to pay is how much it costs to rent it for another day. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Versus when you rented shit from Blockbuster and you didn't bring it back, you know, you could keep it for an extra two or three days and end up having to come back and pay 30 fucking dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was the late fees were ridiculous. I even said that when I worked there. I was just like, you know why y'all are getting fucked? Because of these damn rate, uh, late fees, man. People don't want to pay them. Yeah, and you That's know uh, the people who who made Netflix, they actually went to Blockbuster to like try to get Blockbuster to buy them, and Blockbuster turned it down. That's funny. And they should have, man. But there's yeah, stories like that all over the place, though. Yeah, yeah so if Kill the Cast bankrupt. comes to you and says, "Buy us," you better buy us because you'll regret it later on. I'll That's sell the right. kill. I'll, I'll sell our Kill the Cast podcast to like Fox. For like eight million dollars. Oh Jesus! You and me both. I'm sorry, y'all, but I would. I, mean, yep. right, right now. I mean, if yep. Fox were I would take eight million dollars in a heartbeat. That would fix my life. I'm about to sell y'all to just the dude down the street for like a peanut butter sandwich and a hand job. So, uh, come on, dude. Eight million dollars? Fuck yeah. I was secretly eating a peanut butter sandwich this entire podcast. So, <laughs> just like slowly Sweet. taking really small bites. No, no, I kept I, muting it every time I take a bite, and then I try and drink my milk really quick so that I didn't have a mouthful of peanut butter when it was my uh, turn to talk again. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, when y'all when y'all were talking earlier about Shin Godzilla, I was eating Reese's Reese cups and uh, oh god, Reese's milk. cups is so good. Hey, All right, I gotta get off. I gotta get off topic for a second here, but it's just to brag on my wife. So Reese's cups has a new product out. That's Reese's Pieces Cups, and it's Reese's Cups stuff with Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah, they're so amazing. I had, well, yeah, I had been looking for them forever and just couldn't find them. So my wife gets the Reese's Big Cups, a bag of Reese's Pieces, cuts the fucker in half, stuffs the Reese's Pieces in, and then coats the whole thing in, in melted chocolate, 
and then refrigerates oh. them to make me my own. And so I got home one day. I was like, these are fucking great. And I ate them. Three days later, I find the actual product and they tasted like shit comparatively. Uh, I'm like, these are just tiny little Reese's Pieces. It just makes the fucking things crunchy. While her stuff actually tasted like Reese's Pieces inside uh, of Reese's Cups. Jay. Dude, I, I Jay, got, I Jay, got hold one up. thing. T- time's out. Time out. Jay, you're diabetic. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I got to say. I, gotta, I, I only ate one at a time. Say, the one thing I got to say, dude, is that. Is a bomb ass old lady you got there, man. Yeah, and you buddy. tell her you tell her that I said that that she is awesome. I will. That is so cool. I get uh, I get to eat Reese cups all the time for free. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh-huh. I'd like to eat Reese cups. Oh, <laughs> uh, dirty. I love it. Uh, but no, while we're on the topic of Reese's, do you know that crispy <laughs> that Krispy Kreme has the Reese's peanut butter cup donut? Okay, that sounds delicious. Now I need yeah, to find them. So yes. we're not doing Kill the Cast anymore. We're doing Kill the Treats, where we will now <laughs> yeah. tell you about all our dessert eating until uh, Jay dies from a diabetic coma. No, and I I'm, just... I'm headed that way. Up my my meds. It's okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so back on topic. Uh, just to re- oh, Do y'all remember? <laughs> no, this ain't about treats. Do you remember I just about Star this. Wars? Do you remember when you were damn in the video store? I don't know if Jerry does, but Jay may remember this. In the video store, and there was a movie that came out, and you were waiting on it and waiting on it every Tuesday. And you were waiting on the fucking movie to come out, and you get in there, and every fucking one of them is gone. Yeah, so, you're I... over, so you're over there at that stack. You know where they come in, where the where the people that work there check them in, and you're and you're in the store for like an hour waiting on that one copy to come in, and you're sitting there waiting on them to sit it down so you can snatch it. Yeah, they have an yeah. I remember I remember doing that, and I remember being the employee who's digging through that fucking box and pile, because I don't know if anybody's ever seen the other side of the drop slot, but it's literally just like a slide into this dump box. This little mm-hmm. plastic box, and you—it's just a pile. There's no rhyme or reason to it, and you scoop them out. Then you alphabetize them. Then you have to go through and open every single case really quick to make sure the disc is in. Then you've got to go through and put the lock back in every single case, and then you get them out to the floor. And uh, I had on... some dumbasses working oh, on my shift. Hold on, on new releases, there was always like an eight-foot section of the wall that was just that one fucking movie whatever the hottest movie was for that new release Tuesday, eight foot fucking section. And it's still sold out and it would fucking irritate the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah it, well, it's it, because the movies would come it. out on Tuesday and then people would wait till Friday and Saturday to rent them. So people would filter in during the week and then the weekend hits and everybody wanted it. And so there wasn't all those copies. I'll tell you what though, the best benefit is any movie that came in, we were allowed to watch a week early. Yeah. Uh, and so that I love was awesome. That. I love being able to do that because only the employees were allowed to rent them. Yep. And that made it even better for, because at the end of Blockbuster's life, well, before they started like declining, they made a couple of deals for Blockbuster exclusive movies to try and combat Netflix. Like you could only rent these at Blockbuster and they were like straight to home. <laughs> They're straight to video movies, but some of them were, were big. Like there's a Christian Bale movie and I don't know if it ever got released on regular DVD, but there's a Christian Bale movie with 
it was the producer or something. It wasn't the director, I don't think, but it was the producer of Training Day, and he was putting his name on everything with Training Day attached to it. But that was a blockbuster exclusive. Then there's a couple of other other movies I remember. And they always and blockbuster always advertised that they put out the movies like a month or forty five days before Redbox was going to get them. Yep, yep, that was the advertisement too. Yeah. So, uh, does anyone have any last things to say about movie rentals or rental stores before we wrap this whole shebang up? You guys go first. I, I'm trying to think. I think I have a thought in my head, but I have to find it. It turns <laughs> out Jay never had a thought at all. Um, Kenneth, do you have anything? You know, I'd really like to be able to get up enough money one day to start a video rental store just for the nostalgia of it. I I don't want to do that, but it, if you okay, so the angry video game nerd James Rolfe. He's got um, a couple of videos on his Cinemasker YouTube channel where he actually has, in his basement, he has, like, a, like, fake video store. Yeah, he got... sets it up for his uh, video game reviews. Actually, I don't know if it no, might it's, be it's an actual up, part of his house it now. It is. It's actually a part of his house. He has a whole full tour of it. Um, they talk about old movie rentals. He's got, like, a Ghostbuster standee from, like, when the first Ghostbusters came out for rental and like shit like that like i one day hopefully like i get a room where i get to do that like it'll be you know video games but it also have like i collect godzilla vhs tapes i like i especially love getting different covers and i i hope one day to have like a section where i have like all my favorite like vhs cover uh like lining a wall just to do that to where it almost kind of looks like a video game, and I have a whole fucking box filled. Um, if you've ever rented a video game from a mom and pop store, they were always in like these clear clamshells, and they would have like a chain attached to them, or they would also have. I like, never had a chain, but I remember the clear clamshells. Uh, maybe it was just this weird store in Alabama that had the chain. I don't know, but they also some of them in that clamshell would have like um, a how to play this game inside of it. Well, I've got a whole, like, huge box filled with NES clamshells. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say NES how to play the game. I was like, you got a I, Mega Man one? I'll take it. I actually do have a couple of them, and I do believe I have one that's a Mega Man one. Um, Mega Man is my favorite series, have, but that's will... a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, if y'all want to hear us do a video game uh, Kill the Cast episode, well, let us know. But... Yeah, so I one day I hope y'all remember have, like, the porno section in the video store. <laughs> no, Blockbuster didn't young. have one, but my the Tommy K's I was talking about had one, and I didn't know what I I like legitimately didn't know what it was. I just remember there being a curtain. I'm like, what the fuck's back there? And I was like, oh shit, those are titties. <laughs> right? Titties, baby back ribs. Uh, yeah. So I hope to just set up a room one day that's kind of set up like that. Um, Jay, did you get some final words? Yes. So I, I, there was, I knew there was something I wanted to say before we were done. So back when video stores were at their height, I had the best idea for a business ever. It was going to be a video store and pizza place. But once you signed up for an account, 
you could have a movie delivered with your pizza and then there'd be like cross promotions like buy a large pepperoni get a free rental but that way you could call in and you'd be like yo i want top gun on dvd and a large pineapple pizza and you could get both delivered to your house and it would have made so much money because that's like the all-American family and date night situation is pizza and a movie. Straight up, like, but, I, like, oh my god, that's so fucking perfect. I yeah, mean, not fortunately, the, not the I was pineapple super young, pizza because pineapple but, is disgusting and Top Gun's a shitty movie. But like other combinations. Oh, oh, oh I'm done. Great. Bye. I gotta go. <laughs> Fuck Top Gun. Oh, I actually I always you. thought that would have been cool, man. Like when I called the order pizza or whatever, and you know, and I'm like. I called the. I'd be in the video store calling to order my pizza to go pick it up, and I'm. And while I was doing that, I was thinking to myself, "Damn, it'd be awesome if I could just get both of these delivered to the house." Right, uh, but unfortunately, I wasn't in any position to open business when I was like 15 or 60. Whenever I came up with this, and then by the time sure I would have been able to do anything, everything was already on the decline. Yeah. But yeah, I've always had the idea. I was like, "Oh God, this would just be perfect," because I remember specifically going to rent a movie and then stopping at home or stopping on the way home to pick up a fucking pizza. And I'm like, this would be amazing if you could have a really good pizza place, like not shitty pizza with a decent video store, you'd get so much traffic. Okay. So I don't have a sequel versus prequel for this, but this just gave me a great idea. Uh, Okay. What pizza would you get? What movie would you get? And bonus what uh we'll we'll keep this in the 16-bit era what sega genesis or super nintendo game do would you get um for this so wait say the question again okay I'm so a little... so like this so basically what pizza would you get what movie would you get and like what video game would you get like so for me i would get is this like... any era can it be like any movie ever made or what like what are the rules uh... here for the lot? Try to, I mean, keep it from your childhood or get or teenage years, I guess. Like, for instance, I would okay. get, like okay. say I would get like, let me get a pepperoni pizza. Let me get a uh, pumpkin head, and uh, bring me Mortal Kombat two for the Sega Genesis. Okay. Like that. Uh, I would do. I would do Italian sausage. Yeah, I bet you not would, breakfast baby sausage. Girl. Italian sausage, extra cheese is probably my favorite pizza. No, ever. I got that extra cheese. <laughs> and just for bonus points, I would get it from a place called Ernie's. This is in New Haven, Connecticut. So if any of you people out there are from Connecticut, this is where I grew up. Ernie's Pizza is by far the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. And I live on the West Coast now, and nobody over here knows how to do pizza like my man Ernie. Family run, best pizza ever. Anyway, sausage, extra cheese. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think it, of. It, t- it turns out Ernie was making all of his sausage out of uh, humans he was killing in his basement. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, I'd probably have to go with Terminator 2. That, that's, it's a movie that's in my top 10, and it's one that I, I really, really enjoyed even as a kid just because the action was so badass. And. Like the the night when he kills the step parents, the knife through the face was like more brutal than anything I had seen up to that point. And like him ripping his skin off, I I remember having to turn away. So it'd probably be Terminator 2. And if we're going to go with video games for Super Nintendo or Genesis, 
it'd either have to be Sonic 2 for Genesis or Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. We're just two of them that I just played to death. Hey, hey, Jay, you know how I told you that uh, I didn't like Top Gun? Yeah. I also don't like Terminator or Terminator 2. <sighs> how could you not like Terminator 2? I just don't care for I it. I just don't get it. I like the special effects of the, like, alloy oh. guy. But oh. Kenneth, is, is Mary Jane, like breathing heavy because we're talking about I think pizza. Kenneth, is, Kenneth is taking a nap <laughs> like all I hear is Mary Jane breathing and I think it's I think it's because we're talking about pizza and now there's Kenneth? no breathing at all I think Kenneth died maybe Kenneth is taking a nap <laughs> Kenneth <laughs> this is really you... funny it's funnier than it should be too did this old, no. old ass man fall asleep no, 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 no. I'm sitting here trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, we're... Oh, the me not no, liking... my phone. Oh. oh. Gotcha. You might have to edit this out because it was like when you were talking, it was coming in and out, and then I tried talking back, and you obviously didn't hear me. Oh, I ain't No, shit all out. we heard we're, was you... We're it sounded you. like you just falling asleep because it was like... No, 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 no. Okay, so... Kenneth, no, leave that in. Leave yeah, it in because it's fucking to... hilarious. Kenneth, uh... Do you have an answer to this question? I couldn't hear it. Oh, so oh. <laughs> what pizza would you get? What movie would you get to go with your pizza? And what Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis game would you get with it also? So we're limited to just Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo? It can't be like regular Nintendo? Uh, no, yeah, you can do regular Nintendo also. Why not? I don't give a fuck. Okay, so I got to think fuck of a movie Jay's around answer. Hey. I gotta think of a movie around that time period because for me it was always pepperoni pizza. So there we go. So it's pepperoni pizza. Okay. And uh, so Wizards and Warriors, uh, the first Ooh. one for my video <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's Gauntlet. Never mind. Yeah, Wizards and Warriors was a little different. Yeah, no, uh, I remember which game. I just I got the theme song wrong apparently. And then movie, 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 movie. I said Terminator 2, Jerry said Pumpkinhead. Well, okay, my answer was just to give you an example, but oh, okay. my real answer will be close. I think I'm just changing the movie. I'm trying to think of a movie from around that area. Okay, well, Kenneth, you think. I'll just go ahead with mine. Uh, I'm going to look at this as if I was a kid, so my answer would actually be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, I, with a pepperoni pizza, and I'm gonna stick with Mortal Kombat 2 specifically for the Sega Genesis because that's the one I played. And even though I don't drink it now, throw in that two liter of Pepsi. Mm, good. Right. You know what? I wasn't allowed to have caffeine unless it was a weekend. Like if we ever went to McDonald's in the middle of the week, it was Sprite or uh, High C uh. because those two didn't have caffeine. I was not allowed to choose. And then if it was the weekend, I was allowed to have a glass of Coke or Pepsi, which is funny because that's not how I ended up as an adult at all. But it's just a funny memory I have of like you get a Sprite or you get a high C. What do you want? <laughs> Norman, you put that Coca-Cola down and grab it that water. It wasn't like that. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> all right, Kenneth. What's up? What what you picking over there? Uh, Probably because these movies are right. Not Moulin Rouge. Like I said, I was looking at movies that came out around that era. You know, the first uh, 
when Wizards and Warriors came out, the first Ninja Turtles came out that year. Oh, okay. that's a good movie. Yeah, Nightbreed came out that year. Uh, the Witches came out that year. Did y'all see that movie, The Witches, where the kids got turned into mice? Uh, in- yes, that was another children's movie that was kind of terrifying for its time. Yeah. I never yeah, saw that. Fucking- Oh, uh, you should look it up. It's, oh, dude. I, the special effects are really good, and the costume design is fantastic. Frankenhooker came out that year. <laughs> I haven't Days seen that of, one, but I know about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Anything other than that that was really good? But yeah, I probably. you going to choose? Well, he's just saying what came out. Yeah, Gremlins 2 came out that year. Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future 3. Darkman came out that year. I probably would have ended up going with Darkman. There you go. Okay, so you're Fucking getting a, Dark a pepperoni Man. pizza, Dark Man, and Wizards and Warriors for the NES. Yeah. Okay, so Dark Dark Man scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it, and it was supposed to be like a superhero type movie. It scared. You know shit what? Out of me. You know what actually scared me, and I remember this vividly. My mom, and when she called some, you Norman. No, will you stop it? <laughs> My mom and it was. It was an older girl from the neighborhood. I don't know if she was a babysitter, and that's why she was there. I can't remember. It was somebody else in the house, and they were watching Misery. I was at the like the dining room table playing with Legos or, or a book or whatever the fuck I was playing with, and the scene came on where she's beating his legs with a hammer, and that was the first time I had ever seen anything so realistically violent, and it freaked me the fuck out, and I was like, you need to change the channel. I can't watch that. And then the fuckers, they turned it back when they thought I wasn't paying attention and something else was going on. I was like, I told you I can't watch this movie. And they were like, sorry, we didn't think you were watching. Oh, God. And now I fucking love Serbian films. So something went wrong in my lifetime. Yeah, very wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) To being freaked out by the hammer scene of Misery to smiling watching Serbian Okay. Okay. All right. So. Uh, just remember, everyone, if you want to win Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1 on Blu-ray, send us a message with your favorite, or not your favorite, your first Evil Dead memory, and uh, we will post a winner October 31st. And uh, I said that other thing, so the first person who does that other thing that I said, you'll also uh, get sent uh, Jaws 2 and 3 movie gallery formal rental copies of... Uh, Jaws 2 and 3 movies. Other than that, uh, I've been Jerry. The The other guy was Jay. The other other guy no. was Kenneth. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you want us to call you Norman now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, we're, we are on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash killcast13. That's the number 13, not the word 13. Uh, we are also on YouTube, which you can find all that good stuff, connections from our Facebook. We're on iTunes and Stitcher, and of course, we're on Podbean, www.killthecast.podbean.com. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing this episode because it was all memories. If you liked this kind of episode, let us know and we'll definitely do more. We are super sorry we couldn't do the Evil Dead podcast for you. Hopefully sometime in 2017. We'll try to retackle that, but as for now, it's cursed and we're going to let the curse be the curse and let the curse lay in the dirt because it's not worth it's the trying curse. to do again. It's the curse of 2016, I'm telling you. There's yeah. been a lot of fucked up shit that's happened this year. Yeah, so fucked up shit, homie. So anyway, uh, that's it. We're out. Uh, I don't have anything 
uh, left to say to you people. Jay, do you have any final words? Uh, I do not. I should have say I should have had a different quote and say "Be kind, rewind until now." But that's it. I never have any final thoughts. Like I'm a great opening, no final thoughts. He's a Watch great opener. Horror. He, yeah, he's not. I a fizzle closer. out. Yeah, luckily his wife falls asleep during sex, so she never notices that he doesn't close well. It works out perfectly. But she does make badass Reese's cups. I know. Now I want Reese. I want these Reese. Jay, can you get these made and ship them to me? I I I can. I wonder if that would work. They'd show up melted. Let's do it in the winter. No, well, they won't Jay's show up melted. Gonna... I'll send them in like a styrofoam container. Ah. Well, if Jay's gonna hook you up with those Reese cups, then you can hook me up with your Reese cups. Hell no, son. Those are my personal stash. You can yeah. ship them to me too. How the fuck do I ship that? I'm pretty sure that's Reese? illegal. You can stuff Reese in a box. Actually, I was reading this. Uh, that's for when he wants to break up with her, and she'll have to be dead. Yeah. If he if he ever says that he's gonna break up with Reese after I punch him in the fucking nose, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna bring her home with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, me and you will both punch him in the nose because you guys are a damn cute couple. Yeah, she's a damn good woman too. She's real good too. Okay, let's. I don't think it's because she's into... afraid of me. Let's not turn She's afraid this into of me because the... I threatened her when I first met her. <laughs> let's let's not turn this into the Praise Reese podcast. She's she's already getting way more love uh, from everyone. Well, I need to convince her that I'm not trying to take you when I actually am. So, Oh, baby, you can take me. I'm the one you need to convince. <laughs> I'm the one getting jealous. Kenneth's just a silent jealous type. He's just sitting <laughs> off in the corner like, okay, motherfucker, wait till you see what I do to your dick. Well, y'all already thought I was sleeping. It sounded like it. You weren't saying anything, and the sound was just a heavy breathing. For so I we wish. Like, uh, is Kenneth dead? Oh, hey, wouldn't it make sense that if that were breathing, if I were breathing, that I wouldn't be dead? Okay, hold on. I actually said that I think it was Mary Jane breathing heavily. Yeah, you heavily said that. I thought he was dead. Because we were talking about pizza. I thought he was dead or taking a nap. Just edit it out. I ain't editing shit out. That was no, hilarious. It's too fucking funny. We're leaving that shit in. Okay, leave it in there. Then. Okay, okay, okay. We got to can this. just You can go ahead and tell people that I was sleeping. I don't care. All right, we got to end this. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably early November with some more fun. And uh, we love you in the worst kind of ways. <laughs>